Welcome to the ProVest Perspective with Noel Swain, CFP, and host Pamela Lida. Noel is an investment advisor with Cambridge Investment Research, a monthly columnist for the Spartanburg Herald Journal newspaper, and has been interviewed many times on NPR. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready for some straightforward, honest talk. Now, here's Noel Swain and host Pamela Lida. So many people think that the act of doing an estate plan is only for the rich, but it's actually not. Every day we wake up to the promise of a new day, but one day that day will not happen. So you have to ask yourself, do I want to leave behind a mess for my heirs? Have you organized your documents? Have you done the things with your finances and your property that you should have done? Wouldn't it be nice to know that you've laid the framework where, when you're not here anymore, you're not leaving a nightmare behind? Today's podcast is entitled, Eight Necessities to Properly Prepare Your State, and it's going to be a great one with a lot of great information. Yeah. Yeah, I've had several people, when they come in to see me for the first time, they're concerned because they don't want to have to pay the estate tax because... They think the federal government is going to come in and take a bunch of their money before the heirs get to it so that they had better do something about it. There is some truth in that now, but you'd be surprised at how few people that that actually applies to because of the estate tax exemption. Your estate actually consists of your real property, like real estate, your belongings, any financial instruments, life insurance, things like that. If it's over $12.92 million, that's $12,920,000, and I have no idea why they said it at that point unless it's just geared for inflation or something, then you're not going to owe any estate tax on any amount under that. Now, I bet a lot of you listening to me right now are like, why? I didn't realize it was so high. Well, it is for now. But it varies with whoever's in Congress and what laws they want to change. And it is adjusted periodically. I remember when I first got in this business, you started paying taxes if you had more than $500,000 worth of assets. And now it's up to $12.92 million. Could it come back down? Absolutely. Like I say, it's according to who's in the White House and who's in the Congress. But for most people right now, they're not really going to have to pay any estate tax. But planning for your estate is still critically important. So today, we are going to talk about the eight necessities to properly prepare your estate. And you can download the report that's on our website. It's entitled, Eight Necessities to Properly Prepare Your Estate. The website address is www.theprovestperspective.com. You may be there now listening to our podcast. You may be on one of the streaming apps, such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So just know that that website address, theprovestperspective.com, is where you can download a free copy of the report with everything that we're going to be talking about today. All right, Noel, let's get started. All right. How many of you have had a loved one die and then had to go through all their stuff to make sure that all the properties were accounted for and that nothing was left behind? The U.S. Trust did a survey some time ago of 3,000 investors with at least $3 million of investable assets. This is what they found. 47% of those people did not have an advanced health care directive, which we're going to talk about a little later. 72% did not have a comprehensive estate plan, which is what this podcast today is about. 
60% did not have any kind of trust document. 30% did not even know where their documents are stored. And if you don't know where all your documents are, how do you think your executor, your children, your spouse, how do you think they're going to find them? So 54% hadn't told their executor how to get access to the document. 58% hadn't organized their online passwords. You know, right now, ask you something. And, you know, we're not rich people by any means, Pamela, but... Does somebody know where to find all your passwords? They do not. Me either. So, folks, we're not only preaching to you, we're preaching to us, too. I do have most of my passwords in one place, but I've not told people where they are. Right, right. Got them down, got to tell people where to find them. That's right. It wouldn't help that much. Now, all these things are critical. And these are people who have $3 million of investable assets. There's a frame poster of what are called estate planning failures. And these are famous people like Michael Jackson, Sonny Bono, Walter Cronkite, and people like that who died and left a mess. I mean, just left a mess behind. These are people who ostensibly are very rich and had access to very high-paid estate planning attorneys and accountants, yet they still left a mess behind them. The key is doing the work in advance, which so many people don't want to do, especially people that die suddenly, you know, they, they've never thought that they would need it. Michael Jackson was in his 50s. There was no need for him to think he was going to die. Same thing for Sonny Bono until he ran into that tree. But Walter Cronkite, he was an old guy. He knew he was not long for this world. Why did he put it on? People just don't like to think about death. They just don't. And so the key, like I said, is doing the work in advance. Most of you listening to, to So this podcast right now would be surprised to know how many people die in what's called intestate, which is without a will, because then the state has a plan for your estate. Now, that brings us up to the first necessity to properly prepare your estate, which is to get a will. I mean, a will is the first thing and not last thing, but it's the first thing you should do. It's not that difficult to write a will as long as it's witnessed by the proper amount of people based in the state that you are residing in. You can even go to LegalZoom.com or one of these online companies, and they prompt you with questions. But I would suggest, if you've got any complexity in your financial assets, that you speak with an attorney. If you don't have a will, you definitely need to do that first. Now, what exactly is a will? Well, a will is a list. It's a directive that says, when I'm gone, this is what I want to happen with all my stuff. You know, what I usually suggest to people is that if you don't need a trust, try to make all of your financial assets beneficiary driven. What I mean by that is to make sure all your IRAs have the proper beneficiaries on them. Have all bank accounts payable on death at the time of your death. They transfer to somebody else. A lot of brokerage accounts may not require a beneficiary to do the new account, but there's typically an extra form you could ask for. We mostly deal, our company deals with Charles Schwab, and there's a separate form that we fill out for those accounts that are not qualified like IRAs, things like that, to make sure that people have the right beneficiaries in mind and they have them listed. So that's the first necessity. Get 
a will. And then put together a list. If there are special things that you want to go to certain people, put them down, list them. Brainstorm before you sit down to do a will. Things like, what is important to me to give to my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter, my son, or whoever it may be? Keep the list, and then when you do your will, be sure and put that in the will. Your executor's job is to make sure that your wishes are carried out and completely taken care of. One of the issues I've seen from time to time is when people don't do that, and if there's a lot of valuables, this can bring up divisions in the family, and they can start fighting. So many times, divisions in the family come from not having a decent estate plan. Okay, so the first and probably most important necessity is to get a will. It can be done online, but it's best done with a lawyer if there's any financial complexity to your estate. And you can have all of your financial accounts payable to a beneficiary to make things easier. Brainstorming and writing a list of who you want to get what is a great way to start this list. So, Noel, what's the second necessity of a properly planned estate? Right. The second necessity is having a power of attorney. What that does is it designates that when you're no longer able to make financial decisions, whether you're out of the country, you're disabled, had a stroke, or whatever it is, it allows whoever you designate to be able to make financial decisions and execute things for you. And you need to do that in advance. Recently, we have a client that became a client a couple of years ago. And nice guy, really good guy. He was working at the time. He rolled his 401k over to us and we were managing it. And he was coming in by himself. And then he started coming in with his wife. Delightful lady, very, very nice lady. Started coming in with her, and then one day she came in by herself, and she said, my husband has Alzheimer's, and he is fading quickly. And so I had this sort of conundrum that, well, my contract is with him, not with her, but she brought in a power of attorney, and I'm able to do business with her. Now, a few weeks later, he calls me and says, I don't want you listening to her. And that puts me in a quandary because if people are mentally competent, then the power of attorney doesn't spring into action until somebody is no longer able to speak for themselves. So what happened is I told the wife that we need a doctor statement that says that he is incompetent because the things he was asking me, they weren't him. They weren't normal. But my hands were tied. So she brought us in a letter from the doctor saying that he was no longer able to make decisions for himself. And now we can deal directly with his wife and be able to do that. So you need to get that power of attorney in advance in case you need it for some reason like that. It can't be done once the problems happen. Um, you know, if, if he's incompetent, you, she'd have to go to a lot of extra trouble to get him declared incompetent. And that's what would be the problem. Sometimes financial institutions won't accept powers of attorney that are past a certain age. So you need to check with your financial institution to make sure their rules of accepting a financial power of attorney and make sure you comply with those rules because 
when you need it, it's just going to be there. Now, moving on, number three is having a health care directive. If you remember the Terry Shilo incident where all that legal battle went on about her care and whether the plug should be pulled, nobody wants that to happen. Nobody wants their family to have to deal with that. So lay out in advance what decisions and who's going to make them when certain things happen. Make sure that you've got these medical things taken care of. Another thing that you need to write out, keep somewhere, is a prescription drug list. Because if you go to the hospital, that's going to be important. I keep one here. I do have that. And I update it occasionally. And if I have a new doctor, I take it with me. And I say, this is what I'm taking. And that way, they're able to make sure that anything that they would give me would not have a bad reaction to one of the other medications that I'm doing. When you take your medication to the hospital or to a doctor, you know, they're going to need to know what you're on. Let's say you had a massive stroke and it puts you into a coma. Having a list of your prescriptions could prove to be very important to be sure that they don't give you anything you're not supposed to have. So make sure you have your emergency health info on a list. That's any emergency contacts, any allergies that you've got, any health insurance information, and any health history that's significant that would be important for a doctor to know. These things are very, very important. On today's The Provis Perspective podcast, we're discussing the eight necessities to properly prepare your state. We've got the complete report available for free at our website, www.the provestperspective.com and that's p like paula r-o-v like victor e-s-t the provestperspective.com you may be here at the website right now streaming our podcast if you do the featured report section is right below the podcast that you're listening to if you're on one of the other channels the spotify what have you go back to that website and right below the podcast you will see that featured report it's got all eight of these steps listed on that so far we've talked about a will a power of attorney and a health care directive. Noel, what's the fourth necessity? The fourth necessity is to organize your finances. And this is going to take a few minutes to talk about here because this is a critical factor. Think about this. How many people could come in right now and identify where all your statements are, as well as identify the passwords to your account and the contact information for each of those accounts? How many of you can honestly say that you could do that? Probably not too many. And that's very, very important because, as I mentioned earlier, think about the grief that your family is going through just with your having gone. And then if they've got to clean up your estate, too, it could really, instead of being sorry that you're gone, they could be mad at you because you left them in such a mess. And it could be so overwhelming for them. Just about everything that we access today needs a password because so much of it's online. Very few people totally rely on paper. As awful as it may seem for you to have to organize all of the information on your account, you can do it with a good amount of ease. It's not that hard. You could put together a password list, or you might even get a secured thumb drive and only give certain people the password to that thumb drive. And in that place where your account info is, put the company names, the account numbers, the amounts, 
And you know the amounts are going to change pretty much every day if you're invested in accounts like we represent here. But you still need to put down the amount as of that particular date. And if there's any contact information, things like that, if you have a financial advisor, then write down who that is. If you don't have one, then it might be a good idea to call 800-277-0025. And that's for Noel Swain. Yeah, that's my plug. (laughs) If you've got a lot of accounts and a lot of them are with different companies for various reasons, imagine if your family had to sort through that without help. That's where a financial advisor becomes very, very handy. And that's in knowing where all those things are. If you have multiple advisors, then each one of those advisors needs to step up and be part of that process. Now, another thing is to make a list of any insurances that you have, whether it's life insurance or long-term care insurance or health insurance, whatever it is. It could be that there's a death benefit available like in a long-term care policy. A lot of people don't realize that if you pay your premiums annually and someone goes on care and they haven't gotten through the period where they're on waiver of premium and then they die, then the amount of care that they didn't get out of that year is refundable. So there could be money coming back from that insurance company, but you've got to know that in advance. So it's really important for any life insurance you have, to make sure you hang on to the policies. For example, if your spouse dies and they have an insurance policy with a big company, without the documents, it can take quite a while to collect on that. So knowing where all of this info is in regard to your finances and insurance is extremely important. So a question we need to ask ourselves is, if something were to happen to us, What did we leave behind when it comes to our finances, when it comes to our property? Did we leave a mess or we leave something organized that our family can sort through with the least amount of hassle? So have you properly planned your state? We're discussing today the eight necessities to properly prepare your state. Now for a quick recap, the first necessity is to write a will. That's important because it lists where all of your assets are to go after you pass. Number two is to write a power of attorney. This can be done with an attorney or even online through LegalZoom.com or somewhere like that. Number three is to make sure you have a healthcare directive. So if something happens to you and you're not able to make life-changing decisions, life support decisions, and so forth, that your loved ones know what your desires are. Number four is to organize your finances, having both your passwords on a list as well as a list of your assets and your accounts. And if you have multiple advisors, make sure your loved ones know who they are. And this is also important to gather all information for any life insurance policies that you have. All right, Noel, what's next? Okay. The fifth necessity, and I'm not going to call it a necessity. I'm going to call it a nice thing to have to properly prepare your estate. And it's a personal thing. And I think it's a good thing to sit down and write a letter to everybody that's important to you. You know, take some time and think about it. What if you died tomorrow? Write a letter to those people that are special to you, your spouse, your children, your siblings. If you've got a special nephew or niece or special friend, somebody like that, write a letter. Tell them how special that they are. That way, it's going to soften the blow because you'll be speaking to them quite literally from the grave. And this can be a really special 
to your family and friends. It'll be a letter that in many cases will be kept, will be put away and read probably over and over Probably more treasure again. than a lot of the apps. And, and it probably would be. I write a Christmas letter to my clients and my family and people every year. And over the years, it's become sort of a, I can look back and see what I did in a certain year. I mean, it's almost like a family history. And so what I do is I write these letters. And one year I wrote one and I included everybody. I wrote my wife, my son, my daughter, my three grandchildren, and all my brothers and sisters. And I wrote it in one letter. And I got a call from my sister saying she was crying while she was reading it. But it's just something that I wanted to tell them, you know, that I wanted to tell them. And I didn't necessarily have to die to do it, but I did it. But I think it would be good to have a letter that you put in your important papers. You write a letter to to people in your handwriting. You seal the envelope and you say to be open to putting your death. And that could be very, very special to them. If you want to leave gifts to people, then go ahead and tell them about it. Tell them what it is. I know someone who had a client that died a couple of years ago. The husband had gifts stashed for her all through the house. One time she found a gift wrapped necklace at the bottom of a dresser drawer and he had bought it and just forgot to give it to her. So those special things, these people have been special to you. Be special to them. Make sure your house is in order. Make sure if people mean something, you tell them what they mean to you. Now, let's move on to number six, and that is to meet with your children and tell them what your plans are. Now, sometimes this is hard to do, but it's necessary. When you get your estate properly prepared, what you do is you have a meeting with them. Tell them what you've done. Get them involved. The reaction you're probably going to get is, oh, mom and dad, we really don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about you dying. And what you need to say is just this. I know, but it's time for us to let you know how much you mean to us. So these are the things we've done to make sure things go smoothly after we're gone. If you've got certain plans for certain things, tell them. Lay them out. Let them know who to contact in the event that something happens to you. If they're involved in the executor role, tell them where everything is. Make sure they understand where your will, your trust, your powers of attorney, your health care directives, your insurance policies, your financial info, your passwords, everything. Tell them what you'd like to do with the home. I know today that not a lot of people's parents live in the home they grew up in, but some still do. And some of the kids may really want that home. So find out what they'd like to do with the, with that house. Sometimes it's having those hard conversations that are really, really important, that your loved ones appreciate. They may not appreciate it now because it's an uncomfortable subject, but they sure will appreciate it later. I have seen people who didn't do these things, and I've seen the stress and the anguish that comes from leaving unfinished business and loose ends behind. I heard a story of this older lady that was probably in her early 80s, and she had a stack of whole life policies she had bought through the years. But when asked if anybody knew where they were, she replied, no, because it's private. I don't want anybody to know where my private papers are. So once she died, if she never told anyone where they were, 
there's a good chance all those insurance policies went uncollected. So make a list of those things. It's all about communication, letting people know what you expect, letting people know where you are. And that solves so many problems, and it prevents so many other problems. One day, we're not going to be here. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, what did we leave behind when it comes to our finances and our property? Did we leave a mess? Or did we leave something organized and easy to sort through? Today on the Provost Perspective Podcast, we're discussing the eight necessities to properly prepare your state. We're already up to number seven, but if you'd like to download a report with what we've discussed today, you can find it at our website, www.theprovestperspective.com. You will find it underneath our podcast section in the featured report section just below the podcast. And if you have any questions for us, just give us a call at 800-277-0025. Again, the phone number to call us is 800-277-0025. Noel? Now let's talk about the necessity. And that is to get with your spouse and do a bucket list. I did this with my wife not that long ago, and we had the best time. Actually, we were out in Sedona, Arizona, and we were at a restaurant where you could look off and see those beautiful red rocks that just the site was absolutely gorgeous. And we got to do this. And one of the things on my bucket list was to take my kids on a whitewater rafting trip down to Colorado River. And I got to do this. I was able to do that this past April. And, you know, I tell people on a scale of one to 10, it was an 11. It was absolutely terrific. I got to lay under the stars where there was no moon and the stars just lit up the sky. And the only sound was the rushing river that we were sleeping beside. And I got to thank God for providing such a wonderful place for me to further connect with my children. So you left behind memories, and you wouldn't have done that had you not prepared. Yeah, I was talking to my daughter the other night, and I said, you know, it's one of the top ten things I've ever done in my life. And she said, well, it's one of my top five. And I said, yeah, I'm older than you are. (laughs) But anyway, just to have an open and honest discussion with your spouse about what to do when you're not there. You know, there'll be some bucket list items. My wife didn't want to go on that river rafting trip. She's not an outdoor person. But my son and my daughter were very, very excited about it. And we just had just the best time. And when you're doing this, do all these discussions with your spouse because, you know, you may not agree on some things. It may be some things that, like I was talking about, you want to do by yourself. But there's a lot of things you should have down that you want to do together. And again, all that is absolutely about communication. Now, Moving on to the eighth thing. Now that you've made all your plans and you've written down your bucket list, how are you going to pay for it? Make your plans, budget your plan, write down your plans. And then, and then the things that you want to do on your bucket, the first things you want to do, you're going to need to put a price tag on them. I knew how much this river trip was going to cost me because I was paying for it. I was paying for my daughter and my son and I knew what it was going to cost. And it cost a little bit more than what I knew it was going to cost, but it normally does. But it wasn't too much out of those plans. So I was able to do it. So make your plans. Put a budget. Write them down. And then you'll find they're going to be easier to execute. Because once you really sit down and put some thought to it, then things just sort of start happening. When they're just thoughts, nobody ever really knows about them except you. 
So make plans, write them down, share them with the people that you need to share them with, and make a budget for it. If you have any questions and like to talk with Noel, you can reach us at 800-277-0025. Again, that number is 800-277-0025. We can schedule you a 15-minute phone conversation, or if you'd like to come in and meet with him in person, just know that that first appointment is complimentary. So if you have any questions or want to talk with Noel about anything, give us a call at 800-277-0025. Noel? Okay. So let's do a little review here. We've talked today about the eight necessities to properly prepare your estate. Maybe it's time that you have the conversation with your children and you tell them, this is the things that we've done and we want you to know about it. And they'll appreciate it. They may not want to talk about it right then, but they will appreciate it, even though, you know, like I said, they're going to be a little uncomfortable because most people don't like talking about their mortality. And they don't like hearing about their parents' preparation for death. So just be prepared for that. But have the conversation anyway. These are the eight necessities for properly preparing your estate. Number one, write a will. Number two, get a power of attorney. Number three, get a health care directive. Number four, organize your finances. And that's something we can help with if you're having a difficult time with it. Number five, write letters to those you love and even write out your funeral plans, which I think my wife even has a music thing. She calls it her funeral playlist that she wants played at her funeral. I haven't done that yet, but I think it's a good idea. Number six is to meet with your children and let them know what your plans are. Number seven is to... You know, get with your spouse and develop the plans or bucket list of what you want to do for the rest of your life. And number eight is to put a budget to all those different plans. If you do these things, you're taking a big burden off of your own shoulders. And after you've done these things, you're going to look back and go, wow, I'm glad I've taken care of my estate. Things change. And a lot of times things change suddenly. So be ready. Show the people you love, show them that you love them. We hope you find this information helpful. And if you'd like a copy of today's information, you can find it and download it for free at www.theprovestperspective.com. Eight necessities to properly prepare your estate. Again, that website address is www.theprovestperspective.com. And if what we talk about on the show is important to you, we'll give you a free hour. Sometimes just sitting down with another advisor and getting a second opinion can be a good thing. You might be thinking, it's time for us to have that conversation. We'll just know that there's no cost and there's no obligation. So give us a call at 800-277-0025. We can set up a phone call for 15 minutes, have an open and frank discussion. If that leads to interest, we'll give you a free hour in the office. But whether you come see us or not, be sure and take care of these eight necessities to properly prepare your state. That's all for this week's edition of the ProVest Perspective Podcast. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you again next week. But until then, don't just invest, ProVest. And thanks for listening to the ProVest Perspective Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information on Noel Swain CFP or this episode, visit theprovestperspective.com. 
advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Provost Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Investing involves risk. Depending on the types of investments, there may be varying degrees of risk. Investors should be prepared to bear loss, including total loss of principal. Indices mentioned during this broadcast are unmanaged and cannot be invested in directly. When we state that we're investing in the S&P 500, Russell 2000, and other indexes, we mean that we invest in funds that mimic the index, not the index itself. Diversification and asset allocation strategies do not always assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investing regular amounts steadily over time, dollar cost averaging, may lower your average per share cost. Periodic investment programs cannot guarantee profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Dollar cost averaging is a long-term strategy involving continuous investing, regardless of fluctuating price levels, and as a result, you should consider your financial ability to continue to invest during periods of fluctuating price levels. Tax-free withdrawals or tax-free income referenced are dependent on terms and conditions that vary based on the product or investment selected. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC.